0: I'm loving this. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to this edition of Morgan Ask podcast. We are Tuesday night, uh, November 8th, Election Day. Hopefully, everybody got out there and voted for the candidates that you support and for the things that you believe in and, and the way you want your uh, city, county, state, and nation to go. So, hopefully, everybody exercised their right throughout the country. On TV in the background, I got, you know, the results are starting to come in. And, you know, it's just, I always find this stuff interesting. I'm not a huge political guy. I kind of have my feelings or whatever, but that's to each their own. But it is interesting how this all works. And, you know, it does impact our lives more than you think it does. Um, But just hopefully everybody, uh, you know, it's nine o'clock here in Iowa. Polls have closed, probably closed in Colorado now. I would expect Trevor or real close if they haven't
1: uh either yeah they have or they're getting close obviously so um no you're right it impacts us more than we think sometimes but i try not to get too worked up about it uh we'll see what the results come out to be and still gonna have to go to work tomorrow so
0: yeah we neither one of us uh, won the powerball unless you bought your ticket in, in california
1: i did not so i did
0: i did um, not either
1: so. yeah so I, I gotta i gotta keep going that job
0: uh, yeah, me, me too. Is,
1: that's okay, though. Um, no, all good stuff, and we've we've got a more positive podcast this week than we've had in a while, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first, uh, again, I just want to remind everybody, uh, and I know I sent uh, a couple packages to Trevor so he can hand some out, out there, uh, but we do have the Koozies on our Twitter. has a picture, uh, things like that. We've kind of shared that out of the Koozies. But if you want to get one, uh, just – Uh, rate, review uh, the podcast on your podcast player. Screenshot that on your phone and then send me an email of that screenshot with your rating and review. And then I will mail that to you. Uh, So obviously send me your address and then I will mail a koozie to you. Remember the email is morganyouaskforpodcast at gmail.com. And that's just all spelled out you know, Morgan, you ask for F O R, then podcast at gmail.com. And when I get that, I'll uh, I'll get that mailed out to you as soon as I can. So again, thanks for everybody that is listening. And if you want one of those koozies, just uh, you know, rate, review, and then you know, obviously subscribe if you if you want, and you know, we'll we'll get this podcast even bigger and better.
1: Absolutely. You sent me some, they look great. I've got them in my uh in my in my car now so when I'm traveling around I'm going to see Owen Boy this weekend, drop him off a few there in Omaha and some of my good customers I'll hand them out to you. My landlords across the street give them a few for for Thanksgiving. So, I think they look good. Good design
0: on them. Yeah, so that's what, you know, kind of played around with them. Um, you know. It's kind of interesting. I'm not much of like a artsy guy, but it was actually kind of fun to do on a on a website type thing that I had, and I'd never done that before. It was kind of fun to do. So,
1: no, I they did
0: a good job. They they look really good. Yep, awesome. All right, uh, now let's kind of get into the the meat and potatoes, what we usually do. Iowa and Iowa State football, and like you you hinted at it just a couple minutes ago, much better feeling for both Iowa and Iowa State. Uh, let's go ahead and just start with Iowa State first win in the conference. Had lost five in a row. You know, looked good, needed to look good. It was essentially a must-win at home. Weather ended up being way better than I thought. Actually ended up not going to the game. Tyler didn't feel good. I thought it was going to be in the rain and cold. So I um, actually sold my tickets to a teacher, another teacher there I work with, and and she took her kids and husband, and, and they had a great time, and that's great. That's what I want to see. Uh, tickets were used. We, I watched it on TV. And it was just, it looked like they did exactly what they needed to do. Their defense is great. It's been great all year, uh, right around top 10 in the country. And then finally, the offense clicked in the fourth quarter. It did not click all day, but fourth quarter, 21 points. Freshman running back, who we heard a lot about, but got hurt in the first game. And just now coming back, looked really good and, you know, Looking forward, there's a chance here where bowl eligibility is still in play and maybe even a little bit probable right now with what's kind of happened throughout. Uh, Decker's played well. Xavier Hutchinson, again, 10 catches, 125 yards and a touchdown. Tight end caught a touchdown pass. And it was just kind of exactly what Iowa State needed just to get going forward. And that's what we needed to see going into next week's game at at Oklahoma State. Get back on the winning
1: winning side of things. And I, I didn't watch the game. Uh, it's good to hear that you know you're able to get tickets to someone that wanted to go. Uh, you said a coworker. Um, and I I didn't watch the game, but looking at the box score, it looked like Iowa State did try to establish somewhat of a run game. No, I I'll let you speak more to that. But it looked like they were trying to trying to run the ball at least from the box score stats.
0: Yeah, they they did, They were much more successful. That was really the biggest issue. They couldn't run the football. You know, last week against Oklahoma, who gives up about 200 yards a game in conference, they couldn't run it. They had like 66 yards and 42 of them were 100 Eckers, and most of them were in the last quarter. And so it just – but their top two running backs have been hurt for most of the year after the first three, four games. Uh, Jirel Brock, their, their number one back, their junior running back, got hurt first series at Kansas. Well, they haven't won since Kansas. You know, they got beat by Baylor earlier, so it wasn't like they were undefeated with him, but they were playing much better. Even than the Baylor loss, they had 20-some points. But then from, you know, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, you know, Texas, they just struggled so much to run the football. And then, like I said, This Norton kid, who's a freshman, got hurt first game and is just now getting back. So it just, I I think there was a little bit more concerted effort. The one play I saw way more this week than I'd seen before, they ran a lot of kind of speed option. And there was one time, you know, where he, you know, Deckers did the fake and ducked it up under. And then another time he was actually two or three yards downfield. And just like Oklahoma and Nebraska back in, 1993 three yards down the field he still went to the pitch you know and that's kind of that's the offense i ran in high school and was the oklahoma nebraska just the wishbone you know it wasn't a wishbone thing or anything but just option football just give a different look and was much more successful then they brought in another back Deion silas who's ran uh some more than we wanted him to had i don't know how many carries he had but he busted off a couple big runs, just a different back, a a small back, a speedy back compared to the bigger Cartavius Norton.
1: Yeah, a a great win, a much needed win. And you spoke about their getting that young back healthy, looking at the remainder of their schedule. You know, it's going to be tough to go undefeated, but it is possible. Oklahoma State looks a little bit vulnerable. And, you know, then you get Texas Tech at home. If you can win those two, and then we, we spoke about last week, can you play spoiler the final week of the season at TCU? Potentially, uh, maybe they're undefeated and you can go knock them out
0: of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was very much. Bowl game is, you know, maybe within reach. But like I said, a couple minutes ago. It's almost, you know, they're favored this week. And they'll be favored next week, no matter what happens uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday. Oklahoma State's quarterbacks hurt. Their defensive, best defensive players hurt. Their linemen are hurt. Um, they've gotten outscored. You know, they got blitzed by Kansas State and they got ran out of the building by Kansas. So they went from like number seven in the country to barely in the top 25 in two weeks. And it is not looking good for them. Hopefully those players don't get healthy in a week. Um, overall, I like Oklahoma State. I want them to do well, except for this Saturday, and I still want all those players to be hurt for one more week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Go get go get the win there. You get two in a row, and then all of a sudden you're, you know, like you said, a bowl game is within reach. Hopefully you're, you know, we talked about it last week, but did you, did you see some things out of some young players that maybe we didn't talk about already that, you know, some improvements or anything that you saw in the game? Uh, um, what we already talked about
0: on the defensive side, we're playing all kinds of freshmen and sophomores and kind of the joke around Iowa state. I don't know how much even a joke it is, is, is talking about our, we will collective. And with having so many young, really, really good defensive players, how much money is it going to take to keep some of these players? Um, and that, that is, the unintended but real consequences that this transfer portal and NIL money has, you know, when you're a freshman or sophomore and doing really well at a place like Iowa state, you know, maybe Georgia needs a safety or a corner and they know this kid is a all big 12 back cornerback as a sophomore well, now Georgia, and I don't know if this is a I don't, but I'm just using this as an example. Sure. It, essentially it's free agency. I need a corner. Who's the best corner I can get? It's not a high school number one recruit. It's a all conference player at a lower conference or a lower, a lesser conference. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I was Ohio State would be in that mix. Michigan, you know, every SEC school. I mean, it's it's a real worry you know like our best safety last year was a sophomore he's playing at Ole Miss now you know I mean that that's there's it's not a coincidence that he went there uh it's a money deal
1: yeah and that's that's going to be another just another struggle and an obstacle for coaches uh or teams like Iowa State to overcome obviously even Iowa uh we're not Alabama Ohio State or Michigan or any of those teams so you're right, there is a free agency aspect to it. You want to see the young players develop, but then <laughs> the the Yeah, flip side yeah of I is... mean you
0: you think of Iowa, think of Cooper DeGene. Now, I think, you know, he grew up in Iowa. I'm assuming he grew up a Hawkeye, probably wanted to play for the Hawkeyes, so he may be a little bit different. But that's the type of player that you know, if he wants to play for a national title in the next year or two, He could, I mean, don't kid yourself. Those teams will take him if that's something he would want to do, you know, like Iowa state sophomore corner, TJ Tampa is from Tampa, Florida. You know, he didn't grow up wanting to be a cyclone. I don't know what he wanted to be and I don't know his hopes and dreams whatever, but you know, when you're from Tampa and if Alabama or Auburn or Georgia call, it's a lot closer to home and you're playing big time football. And, you know, you know, you go play at Alabama, you think about Alabama's lost two games and both times the team has rushed the field to beat them. Essentially, every time they lose, if it's on the road, the field gets rushed. That's how good they are. Yeah. Joel Clatt said it best. He's yeah. like, "Uh, it's it's
1: very tough to beat Alabama. It's not going to happen very often. They're not going anywhere as long as they're right. oh. safe. Yeah. Um, and he, he spoke about all the reasons of how – the, the reasons it's so tough to beat Alabama, like LSU needed to have a home game in overtime, and that's all taken away from their victory. But uh, just quick on your point there, Alabama is probably going to be fine long term, you know, probably. for the next four or five years, as long as long as Saban is there.
0: Yeah, and 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 don't kid yourself, Alabama's got two losses, but you line them up with any team on a Saturday. They're not going to be a dog by very many points, and they're going to be a favorite against all but one or two teams in the country.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. And, you know, that'll get us into maybe some playoff talk, which we'll get into a little bit later. Uh, even with two losses, you know, we'll see what happens. They're they're most likely out of the playoffs, which I like. Uh, but yeah, we can I focus, hope, yeah, we can focus can more on in. that.
0: Let's, let's talk to that real quick before we get to Iowa. Okay. Zach brought, Zach brought this up today, and it's actually really good, and I don't know what happens. Let's say LSU runs the table. They got two losses, one loss to Tennessee, and then the obviously opening uh, game one point, extra point, miss, or block, whatever it was, uh, to Florida State. Mm-hmm. But if they run the table, that means, obviously, they win the West, they go to the SEC Championship, and they win the SEC Championship, most likely beating Georgia, or somehow Georgia would lose a couple games, which I just don't see happening, but it would be right. probably Tennessee then obviously avenge in their loss. Do you see any way where LSU two losses, SEC champion isn't in the playoff? I don't know. I don't know how you would leave the SEC champion
1: out of the playoff. No, in my opinion, they're in. Losses. If they run the table, they're in. Yeah. And this will be the one year that the committee has to do something different, you know, right, because a two-loss team. But as of right now today, if they run the table – in my opinion, they should
0: be in. I agree. SEC champs. I mean, that, that's... We'll see how I, it
1: plays I, out, but it, it is interesting because it could happen. Uh, right. As of right now, they're in the driver's seat.
0: And yeah, they could. Yeah, I mean, if, if essentially, if they went out, they got one heck of an argument to be in the playoff.
1: Yeah, they lost yep. early, which helps. Yep.
0: Right.
1: Uh, one of their losses, early, I should say. But... um yeah if they if they run the table and they beat georgia per se in the sec title game i would have to put them in because again we talked about this last week the committee their job is to put the best four in not the four best records not the four whatever it's supposed to be the four best teams so depending how you look at it if they do win the sec in my opinion they're one
0: of the best four i, I As agree of today. I mean, in, in, in that scenario, I honestly think you could make an argument that the four best teams might all be in the SEC with LSU, Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee.
1: It, it could be. I think Ohio State and Michigan, have a they have something to say about it. We'll see how that game goes, though, right? Right. That yeah. game is going to determine a lot. If it's a field goal game, one score overtime. If it's a blowout, that's not going to be good. Right. Um, and then the Pac-12, you know. The Pac-12, the, the, Pac-12, and then the ACC is basically out, in my opinion. Right.
0: Yeah, the ACC is out now with Clemson getting beat like they did. The Big 12's only hope is TCU. They've got to win out. Yeah. Uh, but the, but they are a seven-point dog this week at Texas, so that's a big time. I think they could win that game. I mean, they can win every game, uh, but they could lose every game too. You know. Um, and then you know the Pac-12. Uh, it looks like. Oregon's the, the class of that uh, conference, and they're probably going to go undefeated in that conference. But they got beat like 48 to three opening day to Georgia. But if Georgia's undefeated and the number one, who's to say they're not one of the top four teams?
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, this is why this is the perfect year for an expanded playoff. Uh, of course, first of all, yeah. uh, this would be a great year for it, especially with Alabama having two losses already. Uh, the Pac-12 having some good teams coming in the mix. This this would be the perfect year for the expanded playoff. But um, you know, let's let's say Georgia does run the table and they knock out LSU in the title game. Well, okay, then you probably have one. Well, I, I don't want to say one. Tennessee could still be in, I guess. But it, it's going to be interesting how it plays out. This this is this is quite a funky year
0: uh, potentially, which is needed. And that yeah, probably- I mean, if, if Georgia wins out and Tennessee only losses to Georgia, I don't see how Tennessee is not in the playoff.
1: Yeah, especially – well, if, if TCU loses,
0: then oh, that's going yeah. to clear a lot of stuff up, right? Right, absolutely. Or Man. if somehow if Oregon would lose again. Sure, sure. So then, it's liter- then it literally is the Big Ten and the SEC. And then it's it's, just, how many do you want? Do you want Michigan and Ohio State in? And then Georgia and Tennessee, you know, those four? Or do you want somehow, if LSU would win the table and it's Georgia's only loss and it's Tennessee, you know, then is it LSU, Georgia, and Tennessee, and then the winner of the Big Ten? You know, I I don't know.
1: Yeah, I I don't know either. Again, it's going to come down TCU stay undefeated and what's assuming Ohio State and Michigan go undefeated besides their game of course is that game close or is it a blowout if it's close then you know potentially there could be an argument to put two Big Ten teams in depending what happens with the SEC and the Big 12 but yeah Yeah. it's going to be fun uh, to see how this plays out I just nothing against Alabama I got nothing really against them but I do love to see them with two losses. Like there's gonna yeah. be there's gonna be a new team in the playoffs, most likely.
0: if if everything happens the way I think I see it, probably happen. Georgia undefeated. They look they've beaten, you know, yeah. two of the top six teams. You know, both of them very handily. I think Georgia's number one by far.
1: Yep, I I agree with you hundred
0: percent on that one. Yeah, you know, and then I, I think Ohio State and Michigan. Two and three. I mean, I really think so right now. Obviously, one of them is going to lose, so they're going to drop. But I think that's the only loss they have. So, and then, you know, as of right now, TCU's the four in the playoff that came out tonight. And I don't disagree with that. They're undefeated. They're in a, they've beaten Mm -hmm. more ranked teams than most uh, other teams. And then, you know, um, then it's Oregon next, I believe. I think they were five or six. I can't remember. Tennessee and Oregon were the next two. Yep. So I I don't see TCU ended up undefeated. I they're gonna lose sometime. I don't know when, but I think they'll lose. So I on it and I think Georgia's gonna end up being undefeated. So I think my prediction right now would be Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State, and Michigan are your four. Yeah, that's <laughs>
1: I I could see that, and I I wouldn't necessarily disagree with that. Again, but the Ohio State-Michigan and game better be close. Right. If it's a blowout, then obviously we know that one of them –
0: Especially if Michigan goes into the big house or into the horseshoe and beats them bad, then Ohio State might be out.
1: Yeah, and they could be – Because Ohio
0: State has not looked as good as Michigan, not as steady, you know.
1: More top-heavy. I
0: agree with you. And, their defense isn't as good. Their offense is unbelievable, but their defense is not as good. Um, I, I just think Michigan's very steady, run the football, play good defense. And I think those are the four teams when it's all said and done. Yeah, That's this, my prediction right now on November 8th.
1: Yeah, I I think it'd be kind of cool. I mean, <laughs> as a Big Ten fan, of course, to have two and two, the SEC and the Big Ten. But, yeah, it. Like I said, this would be the absolute perfect year for an expanded playoff, but it's not. So it's going to make for some interesting uh, where they place teams and what happens, because basically every conference outside the ACC has a chance to get a team in right now. Right. And we'll see how these games play out. Do you do you win out? Do you lose a close game? Um, And hopefully Alabama doesn't make it again. Nothing against them, but. It'll just be refreshing to not have Alabama in there.
0: If Alabama gets in, it's because chaos happened.
1: Yeah, it's going to take chaos. You're right.
0: And you know, if, if, if everything essentially goes the way it's supposed to, they're not in. But yeah, ten- and that's Tennessee okay. would lose to Kentucky, or I don't know. I think they've already beaten Kentucky, but one of their games left, so they're out. You know, Tennessee cannot lose again.
1: No, they cannot.
0: You know, you know, you think about who, you know, Alabama's lost two games, but they, you know, a top 10 LSU team on the road in Death Valley at night in overtime
1: mm-hmm.
0: at Tennessee, top five team in the country on the road, last second field goal.
1: And the biggest game of that that's, game in 20, that's 20 years. Losses. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what Joe Cloud was saying. That's what it takes to beat Alabama. Like all yeah. those things. Like, so Alabama is still a really damn good team. Uh, if they don't make, if they don't make the playoffs, uh, you you better watch out if you're playing them in a bowl game, because they're, they're probably going to come whoop up on you,
0: that or they'll get beat. But let's be. If we had the expanded playoff and Alabama's in there as a six seed, you don't want to play them.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: Uh, they're they're going to go win the whole thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, and and they, if they get in, don't I mean obviously don't count them out. But mm-hmm. this is college football's fun. I mean, again, a good weekend for Iowa State. Nine, I believe it was nine ranked teams lost this week. Yep,
0: and, and and a little bit, you know. I I I do. I would. I want to see the expanded playoff. Obviously, it gives Iowa State a way better chance because I. But only having the four makes these discussions so much more fun, because if we did have a twelve team playoff, now we're talking about like Utah, Kentucky, Kentucky Utah, USC. You know um can Texas get in still with two or three losses Kansas if they State would run State. the table. Yeah. You know all those Kansas State. You're 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 not talking about the elite elite schools. And and that's the only downfall to expanding the playoffs. But I understand it because it is the same teams every time. They they I showed a they showed a graphic today on Twitter, Facebook, whatever that teams that have been ranked number 1 in the college football playoff it's only like six teams and the whole time. Yeah. And four of them are from the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean it's, I, I think I saw the same thing you did. It's yeah, it's, it's like it was Ohio State, uh Clemson, Mississippi State.
1: Mississippi State,
0: um, yep. Yep. It's kind of the, the outlier, but then it was LSU, Georgia, Alabama. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was like shocking. Like we said on your meeting. Times usual the
1: usual suspects, but yes, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. uh You're right. When we get to the, let's say it's a 12 team playoff, yeah, we're going to be arguing over the Kansas States, Penn States, yep, uh, you know whoever is in that mix, Utah's, and that won't maybe be as exciting. But if Iowa or Iowa State is in the mix, yep. you know, we're going to we're going to be very excited. Yep. Uh, yeah, right. and are actually
0: there. let's uh, let's get to Iowa. We haven't talked about them yet. Two wins in a row. Uh, obviously, against Northwestern was expected. Northwestern's bad. Yep. But Purdue is not bad and has had Iowa's number the last several years, uh, including last year. was ranked number two in the country, and Purdue came in and just almost, I wouldn't say blow them out of the building, but handled them very easily. And this game, again, the weather was supposed to be awful, like the wind, and, I, and it was windy. But I don't think it was as bad as maybe they thought, and obviously the temperature was not. Everybody was wearing short-sleeved shirts and everything, so um, it wasn't like here in Iowa where it was kind of cold. It got better, but um, but I would really dominated the football game, and their running attack, running back uh, had 200 yards, and Petrus looked good when he needed to throw it, and. Purdue's offense, and again, we've talked about this, Iowa's defense is second to none to anybody in the country. They're top five in the country. And the only thing Purdue could do was throw it to Charlie Jones. I They did a good job of that, he, uh-huh. but that's all they could do. And it showed, and Iowa dominated the football game, 24-3, to two in a row. Actually, an outside chance of still winning the Big Ten West needs yep. help yep but it's just it's just amazing the difference in a couple of weeks now we're gonna I'm gonna bring something up that let's say Iowa does win two of the next three I'm not gonna you know if they go they win all three fine but sure. two of the next three you know obviously a decent bowl game whatever the fences aren't gonna change anything. There's no way. They're just going to say, hey, it took us time. We were inexperienced at the offensive line. We finally got where we wanted to be last half of the season. Won four or five, five or six, whatever you want to call it. And then we're going to build on next year. They're not going to change a thing. Hawk fans are going to lose it again.
1: I, I I get your point. I think regardless of what happens, they're not going to because two wins in a row. A lot of pressures off the fairances, And going back to this game real quick, this was the most impressive Iowa's looked all year, in, in my opinion. Um, Caleb Johnson, the running back, this was a coming out party. Uh, defenders were just bouncing off him. It was taking the third or fourth guy, not the first or second, the third or fourth guy on the defense to to bring him down. And I, I get your point. There's a chance here where Iowa can run the table, go eight and four. And I, we, we've talked about it for two years now my goal for Iowa every year is minimum eight and four, right? Mm-hmm. It's eight and four or better. You know, eight and four is kind of the, the the minimum. And I I don't know if Peters can throw for about 180 yards, give or take, and Caleb Johnson can run for about 100. They they might run the table here. And I'm not saying the teams are playing are great, but if they do, that puts them at eight and four and probably an outback bowl or, or something, you yeah. know, a pretty good bowl game.
0: Bright right back door they usually are. They'll yeah. jump up, they'll jump up one spot because they're Iowa, you know, then they're supposed to. One of those Florida, you know, games sure. will take them because Iowa fans love to go to Florida. And I don't blame them, but, you know. Yeah, I mean it, it's just it's amazing what a couple of weeks will do to you, do for it you. It is
1: amazing and I don't want I don't want to get too excited about it. Uh, last week I talked about the Northwestern win, you know, I said I was kind of a Debbie Downer, but I said, hey, it's Northwestern. Mm-hmm. This week, I'm, I'm seeing some stuff I like, but I also have to keep in mind, again, I don't want to be a total Debbie Downer, but, you know, we beat Northwestern and Purdue, which were, those are games you're supposed to win. Right. So don't, but, the don't Purdue, think
0: of... but those are the two schools that haven't mattered how good they are. You're right. You're right they, on that. They, they have been the two schools that have ruined iowa's great seasons in the past and the, over right. the last 15 years if i had a great season and it didn't end great or wasn't as good as maybe you should have it's because they lost to one or both of those schools that they you know iowa ended the season at nine and three or eight and four and you know purdue or northwestern was four and eight but right. one of their wins was against iowa
1: No, you're you're correct in that. And that's, that's a good point. Um, Things are trending the right way. You know, we're going to play Wisconsin this week, then at Minnesota, then home versus Nebraska. I mean, there's a chance Iowa can win out. Um, You know, if Iowa does win out and goes eight and four, you know, do I think we're a top 25 or 20 team? Maybe, you know, we're in the conversation, I guess, but, it it you're right though, it is amazing how the season could start out good, go to everyone wanting the ferences out, a lifetime ban type of deal. <laughs> and now we're now we're trending back in the right direction. It's just it's funny how that works.
0: All right. So they, they went out, finish, you know, eight and four, win the bowl game. So they finish nine and four. Petris comes back as quarterback.
1: Yeah. I mean, if they, yeah, I, uh, yeah, if they, if they finish their and forth, Peters is coming back at the quarterback because I don't think he's getting drafted first
0: round. No, no. <laughs> he is not. But I mean, it's just, oh, yeah. It's just, it's amazing in a couple weeks, weeks uh, that happen. Uh, it is. I think that's probably yeah. good enough for college football. Uh, I got about five minutes here before we got to take a break. Um, I know you wanted to hit on it. One of our things we talked about, uh, Zach Bryan. Uh, I'll just kind of turn the floor over to you. A couple big things with him uh, coming up or what one happened and then one's coming up.
1: Yeah, Zach Bryan played at uh, Red Rocks out here in Colorado a couple days ago, and it was a snowstorm. So probably one of the most iconic it's going to go down as one of the most iconic concerts ever at Red Rocks. Um, Not to say it's only concert that's ever been played in the snow. In history, but Red Rocks, uh, the Park Service actually had jurisdiction over that concert, and they wanted to cancel it. Zach Bryan talked to him, met with him, whatever happened, and they took the headliners out. They shortened the concert and pushed the start time back, and Zach made sure that the concert actually went through. Um, he, bought every, he bought everybody that was in attendance, hand warmers and hot chocolate, which... You know, not trying to make him out to be a hero here, but he uh, I think a lot of artists probably would just said, hey, I guess we can't play tonight. And Zach said, no way we're going to do it. And if you've seen the videos from there, uh, probably one of the most iconic concerts I've ever seen. I wasn't there, but videos, I should say,
0: that yeah, I've seen. I'd say, you know, if you're a fan at all, find it on Facebook, find it on YouTube. Um, I, I, I don't know. I didn't even talk to you about this, Trevor. I swear I saw today that they did make that album and it's going to come out.
1: Yeah, he posted on Twitter. Uh, they're going to do okay. a, yeah, they're going to do a live album from there. And wow. he was uh, complaining about Ticketmaster. Oh he, he ain't, about.
0: there's going to be a song on Ticketmaster here pretty soon, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I I don't know what the answer is. That's that's going to take a smarter person than me for that to uh, cut down on ticket prices. But I know a few months ago. I was looking to go into to the show and I could have got a ticket for give it give or take two hundred bucks and I didn't do it. And I looked a couple of days before and it was about seven hundred dollars on Ticketmaster uh to go to that show and I really wish I would have done it. I didn't. That's okay. Um, like I said, a lot of stuff's on YouTube, but um Zach is he is blowing up. Um it's he just posted a new song today. I, I think I sent you the video. Yep and we're going to see him at hinterland next year and you uh, got a camping spot for us
0: yeah so just kind of before you know that red rocks at 200 and here's the issue with ticketmaster i bought a lot of stuff through ticketmaster recently um just because that's easy that's how iowa state does it like the camping spots at iowa state and everything i am too when you buy a hundred dollar ticket for the camping spot which is fine that's what it costs but then it's like 12 more dollars or 20 more dollars just because yeah that's i think that's what's driving people nuts it's not and i understand everybody has to make money but um i mean it, it's like if you buy a ticket to a concert the ticket's 50 bucks but your ticket's going to be 75 or 80 bucks at least because of all the fees and everything i think that's what people are starting to get tired of when, you know, it's not like they're mailing you a ticket like they used to. It's all online. No one does anything. It's all just a computer and it's just, a, you know, kind of the way it works there. I think that's what people are throwing a fit about on Ticketmaster.
1: Yeah, the, the fees are outrageous. I, I thought I saw something about this the other day and I could be wrong. So forgive me if I am. But I, I thought I saw something about the average uh fee cost for a Zach Bryan concert on Ticketmaster last year is about $78. Yeah. whatever that, whatever that fee goes to. I, I don't know. You know, obviously they're a company, they have to pay bills and pay employees, but it just, it seems outrageous. Yeah. And I, I don't know what the answer is on that.
0: Yeah. I think when I bought the tickets to go out to council bluffs, I think the ticket was 50 bucks. I mean, it wasn't bad yeah. at all.
1: Yeah. But I, mean, I think it was,
0: what it should I, be. yeah, I have no problem paying that, but I, I think the ticket ended up being like 78 bucks. So, you know, Half again more just for fees and stuff. So, yeah, like we said, we need to wrap this up. This kind of cuts us off here. We'll come back with the second half. We'll talk about hinterland, and then we'll we'll talk NFL. Um We'll be right back here on Morgan he Asked for a Podcast. Talk to you soon. Welcome back here to Morgan he Asked for a Podcast. Second half here, Uh just kind of in, and in our Zach Bryan talk. Yeah, next August. Uh, hinterland, you know, it's about 20 minutes south of Des Moines there, St. Charles, right on the interstate there. Um, Zach Bryan is the Saturday night headliner, so kind of the main uh, attraction. Um, you and I got tickets, and I got to keep using my parents' camper. Uh, we're going to be camping there, so that will be great. Uh, probably some other friends of ours will show up, and and we'll have a good, good weekend there. Um, listening to lots of New music or older people music that just aren't the big signed corporate music. And you and I both kind of like those guys and girls.
1: Absolutely. I talked to Josh Banstra. He's going to be
0: going again this year. He hasn't missed Uh, a year. so No, uh, he's he's a poster child of places like that. Yeah. So
1: I'm sure he's going to stop by uh, your campsite there and come hang out uh, one of the days, if not all three. Yep. And talk to Megan Tucker, I'm sure Laura Tucker and her yep. husband will be there, a uh, bunch of other people, of course, as as time goes on. So I think we're going to have a really good, fun three days there. And yeah, Zach's a headliner Saturday night, but there's a lot of bands uh, that I don't know much about, but I'm going to download their music and listen to them. And, you know, maybe I'll like them, maybe I won't, same for you, but it's uh, this is fun. It's a good way to learn uh, some new bands out there. Uh, musicians, some you know maybe we won't like any of them, but this is kind of fun. That we don't really, I mean, we have a plan, like I right. said, and thank you for getting the tickets. But we, we have a plan like, of
0: being there. Other than yeah, that, we have no plan.
1: <laughs> I feel like two of the three days we're just gonna like roam around and listen to yep. music. We don't really know, and I think that'll be fun though. I think that'll be good. Oh, absolutely. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I think Zach's got a concert coming up and. Uh, two or three days, where all the proceeds from the ticket sales and merchandise are going to go to veterans of the military for
0: PTSD and things like that. So oh, that is, makes uh, sense with Veterans Day being Friday, then obviously yep. him being a veteran himself. And yeah, yeah, he's just
1: not to, not trying to make him out to be the perfect person or anything, but it seems like he's doing things the right way. He's a humble kid. Um, it it just feels like like I said, he's just trying to do things the right way which is is nice to see
0: yep hasn't you know and and it is more and more i mean we see it on our face facebook groups that we are a part of and twitter and everything more and more mainstream though um you know huge on spotify you know on xm serious radio local radio stations he is not a secret anymore to anybody
1: no, I, I saw something where he had more combined listeners last month than Stapleton, Cody Jenks, uh, and some others combined. So he, he's blown up. I mean, the secret's out. Uh, he's doing very well. And it feels like he's giving back to the community, to his band. And again, talk about that show at Red Rocks. He had to work with the park service uh, people to make sure that show happened. Uh, again, he bought hot chocolate and, and hand warmers for everybody not saying that makes him a you know the greatest human ever but that was nice to do cuz we we see a lot uh people when they get power money prestige
0: they kind of lose their way and it feels like Zach is is keeping his head about him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, his dad is there a lot of the time. You know, he's lost his mom, but his dad is there almost as popular as he is to yeah. the, the yeah. people we know. I mean, it's 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 funny. The Zach Bryan fan group but half the pictures are of fans and and Dwayne, his dad.
1: <laughs> yeah, him and his dad, or or just his dad, and they're out there cleaning yep. up cans and, and picking stuff up, and um, yeah that that show at Red Rocks, I, I think it's going to go down as I mean, Bouncer even messaged me about it. I yeah. I think it's going to go down as one of the all time one of the all time great shows.
0: There. Yeah, and then you know just he has a song named Snow. Yeah, so that that's that, that helps. And then he also has a song named November Air, and it was November third. You know, so a little bit of that is coincidence because of those songs, but in that setting with the weather, unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I feel like he deserved it. I feel like if anyone, you know, and 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 then then two days later, deserve, he deserved that, in my yeah. opinion, because he's then, he's done everything the right way. He deserved right. to have all that stuff come together.
0: Yeah, and then two or three days later, he's in Greenville, South Carolina, in a flat-out downpour singing. Yeah, and you don't
1: care. He's out there. I mean,
0: you know, no. of course, rain's a
1: little bit more common with concerts, but snow is snow's a lot different, so I'm I'm happy for him. You know, <laughs> I'm biased, obviously, and I'm at that 100%, but I feel like if anyone was going to have a, a concert in the snow at Red Rocks and have it be super iconic and special, I feel like Zach Bryan deserved that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we are two of his biggest fans and we will continue to be and looking forward already to next August. So, That's all right. right, now let's get to the second half here with, you know, um, NFL. You know, a couple great games. You know, Tom Brady, first, Tom Brady is undefeated since his divorce, looks to be, you know, was it? 48th game winning touchdown or something to that effect. Something crazy. Took him down less than a minute, 44 seconds to win the football game. A little bit of me looks like he has a swagger back. And, you know, and I do, under you know, I've been through that a little bit, not any to that extent that he has. But when you're going through a divorce or becoming, you know, it just sucks. But then once it's done and it's decided, there is a huge relief coming over you. And you just—you don't have the nervousness and just the anxiety and everything. And I do think that is coming into play here. He'll never admit it or anything. And I wouldn't even say it was conscious. It's just you're unconscious. When you lay down at night, you don't sleep as well. You don't eat as well. It's just, and and those are the things he's 45 years old that have been such a constant and perfect for 25 years that probably this last year hasn't been. And now it might be getting closer to back to where it is. And so he's performing better. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Ooh. I mean, he's he's human, as tough as right. that it is to him. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh as you spoke about it, you've you've been through this and, and not to get you know any too personal or anything, but it's you know a lot of people have gone through this in their lives. It's not easy, it's not fun, it's not enjoyable. As you mentioned, you you don't know, sleep as well, you have a lot on your mind, both sides do. Uh you know, you're just constantly uh probably thinking about things. And for Tom Brady specifically in this instance, uh First of all, that was just another great moment for Tom Brady. Like that was textbook, clutch, under a minute, how you're supposed to do it. Like every time that ball was, was hiked, he knew exactly where he was going with it. And the ball came out like instantly. So, and, and that's keep
0: going, finish and then I'll yeah, yeah. and
1: Yeah, and, and sorry, but I when, I when he got the ball back, I, I thought probably just like a lot of people that I'm like, I know he's going to get down the field. Like I know right. he's going to get down there they're going to have a couple shots at the end zone for maybe the 20 or 30. He got down the field. I mean, just that, that was pure textbook, Tom Brady. And that's why he's the GOAT. I mean, he just does that. And uh, we'll get into this guy a little bit later. I'll let you go, but that's what Aaron Rodgers doesn't do. And this is what Tom Brady does do.
0: Right. And that's, I I was, you know, he's 45 years old. Is he as good physically as he once was? Absolutely not. But, that right there showed he could retire tomorrow, but right now he is still a top-five quarterback in the NFL. In close time, yeah, in close time. And, hands know. down. There, there's – I mean, and then get in – Mahomes did the same thing on Sunday night. And yep. Mahomes Mahom, – you know, you probably – if you have to pick someone, Mahomes goes in front of Brady simply because of age. Sure. Yeah. but he has a lot of the same characteristics. You know, he's a, he's a different quarterback, but he makes plays when he has the football. You have no doubt in your mind they're going to go down there. You know, every once in a while there's going to be a pick in there and it doesn't work out. It happens. But when he has the ball with a minute left and they need a field goal or a touchdown, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, you have no doubt in your mind. There's going to be a chance. There's a whole bunch of quarterbacks in the NFL that you're like, well, this isn't going to end well.
1: Yeah, and, take, take a look at Kirk Cousins. You wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't. Think, I mean, and you're right. I agree with you 100. It's Mahomes and Brady. Allen is probably the next guy, but he's not there yet. He hasn't done right. it enough.
0: And he's not there here's here's what I like. I I love about Allen. He did not play well. They got beat by the Jets. Yep, and he came out and said it, He goes, "You can't win in this league when your quarterback plays like you know what." And he said it flat out. Well, obviously, my we were watching it at my mom's. My mom's birthday on Sunday, so we were over there. Nice. Uh, and, and she and she goes, "Did he just say that about the quarterback?" Now she doesn't know him for me. I'm like, "Yes, he did because he is the quarterback." She's like, "Oh, okay, you know, because obviously someone else,
1: himself. yeah,
0: yeah, someone else can't say that, you know, uh, right?" But you know. She just was like, he really said that about the quarterback? I'm like, yeah, he did, but he is the quarterback, so it's okay. You know, it's just kind of funny how my mom heard that and was like, you can't say that,
1: you know? No, no, she's right. If he wasn't the quarterback, that would, that would be a big deal. Um, right. And Josh Allen, I love him to death. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's he's right. Uh, he can't play that way, and I don't think it's all his fault. But going back to the, <clears throat> the original uh-huh. point, it's still Brady and Mahomes. Those are the two clutch yeah. guys. And then, you know, you can you can throw in whoever you want for third, but I'm not saying Brady's playing like a top five quarterback this year, but with one two minutes left, him and Mahomes, who else do you want? Uh, I those are my first two picks. Yeah. I mean, he just that that last drive was absolutely textbook. I mean, hike, look, throw, hike, look, throw. I mean, it was it was textbook, in my opinion. It was one of the most impressive drives I've seen in a long time, and I knew it was coming. I didn't know if they'd score, of course, you know, right? But I knew Brady would give him a chance. Like I said, to have a couple shots. That was just that's just another chapter in the book of Tom Brady. Is all that was.
0: Yep. Now, a couple. Let's talk a little bit. Let's go back to Josh Allen. So you know, he kind of got hurt like third to last play, and then it ended up being like fourth and twenty. And he threw it like 50 yards down the field. And did you watch that game at all, Trevor? I saw some highlights. I did not watch it live. So that last pass, after he was hurt, on third down, he like threw it in the dirt. He couldn't throw it. was holding his arm. That last pass was like 50 yards in the air. And it hit the receiver in the hands. Mm -hmm. Now, and essentially off his face mask. Now, the, the defender was all over him, made a great play. But it's like... People don't understand how accurate that is. 50 yards down the field, they're running and it hit him in the face mask after he was hurt. You know, Mahomes is the same way. You know, Brady, you know, when those guys, those NFL quarterbacks throw it down the field or pass it across the middle at 25 yards, it is absolutely amazing what those guys do with the football.
1: They're as accurate as anything that you could. They they can throw the football over a flame of a match and not yeah. and blow it out, you
0: know. Right, and you know the, the amount of times that they throw it over a linebacker and in front of a safety. Yep, I mean it, it's just unbelievable. Because they have to, you're right. They have to go up
1: and over. They have to drop it, uh, outside shoulder stop and go. You know, we all know yeah. all those all those plays and all those terms. But yeah, it's it's pretty special right now. We we've got some really good quarterback play. Um, just going back to Josh Allen real quick before we move on i i hope this doesn't turn into a Dan marino type of guy where maybe he makes a super bowl uh but never wins one i i would hate that cuz he's extremely talented but the bills are going to have to figure out a running game right but they they've got to figure out someone besides josh allen and josh allen to run people over now yeah cuz he's in his prime he is in his prime he will literally run people over or jump over them That's not going to last, though, for 10 more years. Right. So I hope that – and I'm sure that they do. They're NFL people. But, like, after this year, they're going to have to get serious about toning him down a little bit. And, listen, he's still going to run on his own. We know that. And, you know, I've talked about this
0: before, but he, he can't be their main running force. Week in and week out, he can't right. And And here, let's get into this, get into the Bears and jo- and uh, fields. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up fields. The last three weeks, pretty good. I, am, I have said it since day one, I don't think he's the answer. He's playing much better and playing well. But under those same things, he cannot be your best running attack. The best play for the Bears right now is to call a pass play Don't throw it and have him just run it. Sure. Yeah, but you're right. That is the best play. That is not sustainable, and that is not how you're going to win football games. No, it's not.
1: But I will ask you this question because we – at the Elks uh, a couple weeks ago, we had this. Will you admit he is playing better at the moment?
0: At the moment he is, but they're still not winning football games. That
1: doesn't – and listen, I don't care about winning football games yet. I, that that'll come that that will matter eventually don't get me wrong I'm not arguing with you there but through the last three games he is showing improvement correct right, right. now right. the question is the question is will that last right will yeah, that last and will it turn into wins that's the real yeah. question
0: right does this year matter if he wins or loses no in three years does it matter if he wins or loses absolutely.
1: Yeah, I, I think they got to have figure it figured out. I mean, going into next year, that things are – he's trending in the right direction. I think we'd agree on that, right? Yeah. Like, he's improving.
0: But but, but he, you cannot sustain it, just like you said, having him run it for over 100 yards a game.
1: No, no, I agree 100%. Michael
0: Vick was not able to do that. Lamar Jackson's not able to do that. I mean, that's just – it's unfortunate it's reality. Now, and again – Yes, the Bears lost. They could have won that football game. Pass interference. Ball. Pass interference was questionable. Whatever. You can call it either way. But even the last play that they had the ball, and it was fourth down, he threw a perfect ball, and the receiver dropped it. Again, not his fault. They've got all kinds of money, and they've got lots of draft capital. This Ryan Poles, hopefully does their job does a job better than the last guys have done I just don't have faith in the Bears putting the team around him to be good
1: no and and let's get in the trade deadline here real quick we're gonna talk about two trades uh we can talk about others if you want but let's focus on first of all the Bears getting Claypool yep um I think that was a good move for them because they need to figure out if if Fields is the guy or not right you and I can disagree on him or not but Ultimately, we need to know is he a guy or not? Right. I, I don't think there's any arguing that. So get him some weapons, whether it's receivers or a line, take your pick. So they bring in Claypool. Uh his stats are improving. And, and again, stats are just one thing. They don't stop the end all. But so far, he's playing better. And like I said, the question is can he can can he keep it up? We will see. Time will tell. But I do applaud the Bears for going out and getting a receiver for him. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the right move.
0: And and I know it's not his game, but you still look at the quarterbacks that win in the NFL. They are not scramble first. Mahomes will, but he is throw it first, and you have to be accurate and you have to be able to throw it. And I just don't know if Fields can do that.
1: Well, I think you brought up good. You
0: said it best there.
1: And I think people listening may may not hear it. Scramble first, right? Not scramble. You can scramble, right? Right. But you have to make your read first, or your first two or three reads. Right. I, I think you're right on that. Your your first move cannot always be scramble. It needs to be, you know, looking at the defense and all that. But I agree with you. I, I think there's some optimism though for the Bears. I, oh, I'm he's playing of, way better. better.
0: He's, he is playing better and yeah I mean that's but I just I and some of it is not even his fault it's just the Bears history and my just you get your hopes up and they just get crushed
1: no I I know I hear you um I'm rooting for him I hope he does succeed it'd be cool to see the Bears the franchise quarterback just like a lot of a lot of other uh NFL teams out there but uh, so far this year, recently, he's doing okay for him. Absolutely. Um, other than that, let's talk. Uh, yeah, the, the two trades real quick. Obviously, they got Claypool. We talked about that one. Hawkinson going to the Vikings, which that's right. pretty. Uh, that's pretty weird
0: for a division. It's, it's to it. The the weird part of it is the division. Yes. Part. It's not that they traded him. It's that it went to end the division. So that's weird. And then I want to talk about the the Smith trade. And, you know, obviously the Bears offense played really good Sunday, but their defense was horrible. But again, what do you expect when you trade your best defensive player and he led the league in tackles? So I guess that's what they're going to try to do the rest of the year is either not care or just try to win shootouts
1: well from what i've been reading online a lot of people think that he thinks that via draft and free agency he can bring in his own guys right make them fit to his system it, you know now whether that works or not we'll see but that's what a lot of people are thinking get rid of uh get rid of these high cap dollar players right and then they can sign a bunch of free agents you, you know how that goes um most of the time signing a bunch of free agents doesn't typically work Right. There are occasions it does. But, um, you know, you're getting a bunch of high contract players off the
0: books. Yeah, because we traded Khalil Mack in the offseason and then obviously now traded Smith. And then everybody's like, well, the Bears defense sucks and it usually doesn't suck. That's always been kind of their hallmark. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, well, they traded their two best linebackers. So.
1: Yeah, they probably are going to suck now. From now, you know, to the end of the season, they're probably not going to be very good. Uh, would be my guess. That's the trade-off, though, right? Right. They brought in Claypool, so they're they're focusing more of their uh, whatever on offense, which I think is correct, because you have to figure out if Justin Fields is a guy or not. And I don't know if he is or not, but there is some potential there. I mean, he can run, <laughs> he can outrun people, he can throw the ball pretty well. Whether it's a long-term plan or not, we're going to find out. But I think it's actually exciting for the Bears. Bears have been pretty boring most of my life. Like, right. You know, they bring in these Rex Grossmans, Kyle Orton's. Mm-hmm. Uh, J- you know. Jay Cutler. Yeah, I mean, to me, this is kind of exciting. I, I don't know if it's going to work or not, but if it does, hell, I mean, they could be in a really good spot two to three years from now.
0: Well, and then and here's the thing. We've talked about this, too. Okay, so this is year two. You got three more years with his contract. So you got three years to win. And then you're going to have to pay him or not pay him.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, absolutely.
1: You're right. And the good thing is, bearing injury, we're going to have plenty of proof. So we're going to know whether or not he can play or not. Um, As of right now, would I sign him to a massive contract? No, I would not. Would I sign Justin Fields to a one-year extension? Yes, after the past three games, I would, and I think that's I think that's probably where most Bear fans are. It's been a, th- a good three-game stretch, but will it continue?
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see. All right, so now let's just kind of talk about let's talk about this too, and this is throwing a lot of people up. Is so the Colts fired Frank Wright, which happens not the end of the world, not surprising. The surprising part about this is, is they bring in ESPN analysts, former all pro center, Jeff Saturday to be their coach. Wasn't on the staff, wasn't anything. And they bring him in to be the interim coach. And just, I, I read into this a little bit. The Rooney rule does not apply to interim coaches. So that they didn't, That's nothing against anything there. But I did read a long thing where it is a slap in the face to black coaches in the NFL because, and including Jeff Saturday's own teammate, Reggie Wayne is on staff as a receiving coach, who would have more. Not that he's ready to be the head coach either, but he's at least on staff coaching in the NFL. So he should be there before him. And they had Gus Bradley, who's on staff. Um, They had – they got two former coaches, who was – John Fox, I think, is on staff as well. Um, So it's just very odd that you bring in someone like that to be the coach that has not done it. You know, it's not like uh, bringing in, oh, Tony Dungy back. You know, yes, he's in TV. You know, not done it for a while, but Tony Dungy's done it before. Like Barry Alvarez has went back in and coached Wisconsin a time or two when coaches have left. Well, he did it before. It's not like he hasn't done it. He just hasn't done it right now. Um, What do you think of that move of bringing him in? I mean, ultimately, the head coach is just the face anyway. Offensive coordinator is going to call the plays on offense. Defensive coordinator is going to call the plays on defense. Special teams coordinator. So he's not going to call the plays. He's just going to kind of be the facilitator. He's going to be in front of the media. And that's really all he's going to do anyway. And just make sure everybody does their job and try to do the rah-rah guy and rally him to win a few games. That's all they're asking him to do anyway. Yeah, it's interesting. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
1: the Colts are – one of those teams where you don't really know what to make of them. A lot of people were predicting them to be in the uh, AFC championship game this year. And I I did, I liked their roster. I thought they're pretty good. I spoke about Matt Ryan. I, you know, I wasn't predicting them to win the MVP or anything, but as far as this goes, with Jeff Saturday, I, I, I have no clue what to make of the Colts right now. I, I almost don't even have an opinion. Because it's so unprecedented what they're doing right now. They fired their head coach. They're bringing in a former player who is, by all accounts, a very smart guy. Right. Uh, he's coaching high school football, all these things. But, boy, does this – does Jim say look – I mean, if, if this doesn't work, uh, this ain't good. Because mm-hmm. next year, the top candidates, they're going to go to the top. Uh, programs, right? right. The Colts are not going to be in their top two or three. The Colts are going to be on the lower end. So that means the Colts are going to get a lower end head coach. By all accounts, right? Uh, unless you got somebody special coming in. So I <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. I've been wrong about a lot of things on here. Um, like I said, I made fun of Geno Smith and the, the Seahawks. <laughs> they look damn good. So maybe maybe I'm wrong, but... Uh, if this doesn't work, I, I I don't know what the Colts are going to do. Obviously, they'll hire somebody. I mean, no, right? It's like they, everyone's going to
0: turn them down, but no, there's um, only 32 jobs to, to have in the NFL. Someone's, yeah,
1: it. so I mean, somebody's going to take it. It's just, man, they they really feel like they're digging themselves into a hole. And if it doesn't work, they could be in some big time trouble.
0: Yeah, because they're, they're just. You know, it's it's almost like, and and he wouldn't have to, but it's almost like he didn't want to promote anybody within, because in case they would go win a whole bunch, then you have to hire him. True. You know, obviously with Saturday not being a coach, I'm assuming he doesn't. You can't hire him anyway. Doesn't matter if he go undefeated. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't hire him because he just hasn't done it. But I, I, mean, I suppose if you go undefeated the rest of the year, you could hire him, and no one would really argue with you. And you just put your best guys around him, you know, and I, I suppose that's what he was thinking. But I don't know. I, I don't either. It's it's weird. I mean,
1: <laughs> they're a weird team. Um, I've, I've, I was just thinking about this earlier today. Um, I've been fooled by so many press conferences by coaches the past few years. As you can probably remember, I was big on. On, uh on Joe judge and some others then now I'm like maybe I shouldn't watch these uh coaching press conferences because they fool me like I fall in love with the uh with the conference rather than the actual coach so I I don't know what to make of it the, the Colts are a team in limbo in my opinion and if they if they hit on the right quarterback this next draft assuming they take one which I think they will good for them if they don't they're just going to be another team, just another team in the mix.
0: Absolutely. Now, and I was hearing a thing, too, where the Colts have tanked at the right times. You know, you think about they have Peyton Manning. He gets hurt. They suck. They draft yep. Andrew Luck, you know, have their next guy. You know, obviously he retires suddenly, so they weren't ready. Tank this year. There's good. There's two or three good quarterbacks this year. You get one of them. And you're right back on top in two years. I mean, it's like maybe they know what they're doing. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds
1: good. And in theory, that should work. <laughs> the Colts kind of got fucked, though, yeah. uh, with Andrew Luck retiring when he did. Now, I don't necessarily blame him, but, you know, they didn't see that coming, obviously. Right. They didn't, they didn't see Andrew Luck retiring at that early <laughs> even age. So, I, I don't know what the answer is for the Colts. They're kind of in limbo. If they hit on the quarterback, they're gonna be fine. As we know in this league, if they don't, then they're gonna to continue to be in limbo. You you gotta find the quarterback.
0: Yeah. No that, I mean that's really what it comes to. We talked about, about your to.
1: Bears. Uh we don't know. I mean, I like Justin Fields. You're questionable about him. I get it. But regardless, if he if he hits Bears are going to be in a good spot. If he doesn't, they're in a bad spot, plain and simple. Like, you have to have the quarterback.
0: Yeah, the NFL is all – I mean, you think about teams that win the Super Bowl or teams that are in the Super Bowl have the best quarterbacks in the league. It doesn't – yes, you have to have a good defense. Yes, you have to have this and that. But, you know, the last Super Bowls have been Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford you know I mean yep that those are three of the top 10 quarterbacks probably three of the top six quarterbacks in the league yeah I mean it's
1: it is what it is like you you have to have the quarterback just like you said so I don't know I'm 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 very intrigued with your bears actually
0: and I right. have no idea
1: if I have you know obviously I'm not ai have no okay. idea if is gonna work or not but I It's interesting. The Bears are interesting for
0: once in a while. I just, will they draft correctly and will they use the $130 million they have correctly? If they do, he doesn't have to be everything and it will probably work. If they screw it up like they've done for the last 30 years, it won't work because he does need help around him. I don't think he's good enough himself, like a Tom Brady, like a Patrick Mahomes, that can make receivers good. I think he has to have receivers that are good.
1: Yeah, I I don't disagree with that.
0: Am I wrong in that thinking?
1: No, no, absolutely not, because the, the majority of his game is big play, running, or throwing. And I was thinking about this before we get started. And I don't know what the exact number is uh, in your head. Make up whatever number you want. But if you're an elite quarterback, what do you think? Are you elite 10 weeks out of the year in the regular season? You're not going to be perfect every week, right? Right. Call it 10 weeks, you're elite. Then call it about three weeks, your average. Is that fair? Because you're yep. going to have some bad weeks. Yep. And then three or four weeks, you, you, know, you don't play good. So can Justin Fields be uh, an above average to elite quarterback 10 weeks out of the year? I I don't know. I I hope he is. My guess is probably not. But if he can be an elite to above average quarterback 10 plus weeks a year, then you've got a guy. Right. And, you know, I just made up 10 weeks, but pick whatever number you want. But you get the point. Yeah. Over half the year. Yes. Yeah. You're going to have a few dozen, dozen
0: you know. Okay. So 10 weeks is probably about right because you got to play really good. So you're going to win eight of those two of them. You still just get beat because that's the NFL. It happens. Yep. Okay. And then you got three weeks where you, you aren't very good and you lose. Okay. That happens too. Best teams finish 13 and three, you know, I mean, it's, that's really good. good. So, so there's five. Now you got two or three of those middle weeks where you got to win when you don't have your A game. And that's where you do have to have the rest of your team step up. Yes. And, win. and that's how you get your eleven and six, twelve and five, you know, ten and seven still get in the playoffs instead of being eight and nine or seven and ten.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's it's not easy. And in
1: like I said, pick whatever number you want eight, nine, 10, 11 weeks, we have to believe. But your point is, is exactly on, in my opinion, um, Justin Fields can be really good. And he has been really good the past three, three weeks. Statistically, will it continue? We'll see. We're about to find out. And this is what the Bears need to find out. Because if he's not the guy, then probably not next year, but the year after, you've got you got to go draft another guy. Early, I should say. I mean, obviously, the Bears can take a guy in later rounds next year, but you've got to figure it out. I mean, the NFL, you better have a quarterback or you're you're wasting time.
0: Yeah. So, anything else you want to talk about, Trev?
1: Nope. Just real quick, uh, my final picks – I'm 24, and 2 on the year. There you go. Real quick here, I've got, uh, I think I've got six. I'm going to take the Bears minus three versus the Lions. The Lions won. I think they're going to come in a little unfocused. And I think the Bears are turning in the right direction. So I'm taking the Bears minus three at home. I'm going to take the Giants minus six and a half. I'm going to take that hook on the other side um, under seven. So, Steelers plus two and a half at home versus Saints. I feel like the Saints are lost. Mike Tomlin coming as an underdog at home. Uh, I'll take the Steelers there. Plus two and a half. Cardinals plus three. Uh neither of these teams are good in this game. So I'm just gonna take the uh I'm just gonna take the points. That's all that comes down to. And then my final two, uh 49ers versus the Chargers. I am going to take the 49ers minus seven. I think the Chargers are a fraud. I know I picked them to go to the AFC championship game in our preseason uh, predictions or whatever. Um, I think the 49ers are hitting on all cylinders. And then my last pick. Um, I can't be right on second here. Did you have anything on the last game? Mm-mm. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Commanders plus 11. I apologize. Uh, Washington plus 11. Um, uh, I think the Eagles probably won the game, but I'm going to take the Commanders.
0: Yeah. Uh, plus 11. 11 is a lot in the NFL. Anything over 10 is a lot in the NFL.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, really anything over three and a half or
0: four in the NFL
1: is is actually kind of a lot uh, yeah. in the grand scheme of things. But, yeah, sorry. My, my apologies. I, I wrote down the wrong number, but. Uh, Washington Commanders plus 11 with my final pick.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, and then just, you know, basketball season has also started. Iowa State with big wins yesterday. Um, And then, you know, just seasons going along. This is the busy time. You got, you know, wrestling starting, basketball going, football's starting to get in the heart. Baseball just ended. So it's just uh crazy time of year for sports, but we love it.
1: Yeah, great time for sports. We will see what happens if Iowa and Iowa State. Uh, both got a win, like I said, this past weekend, and what we talked about. Hopefully they both have another victory over this weekend, and it should hopefully be a good finish to the college football season
0: and going into the end of the NFL season. Absolutely. All right. Thanks a lot, Trev. We'll talk to you next week. All right. You have a good night. Yep. You too.